I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Benroy Turner. Hello there. And Josh Brown. Hello. Chaps, the BAFTAs for 2020's video games are out, which means that there are topics worth discussing and debating. And even this morning, we already clashed on who deserves this uh, lead supporting or supporting leading role or whatever it is. We'll get to that stuff. Um, because I'm going to open with the biggest thing that's on here, the best game category. Wow, well, we're wasting no time No, at all. why would you? I'm going to tell you about your day. We can do that when we're not recording. So, best games that are up Control, Disco Elysium, Luigi's Mansion 3, Out of Wild, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and Untitled Goose Game. Wow. <sighs> Goose what? Game stands out the most for me. Yes, out me of them. Even though I think initially, uh, as like a general reaction, I would like, you know, Luigi's Mansion feels like it doesn't belong considering the caliber of what else is there, minus Goose Game. Um, but Luigi's Mansion is just incredibly well designed. It has that Nintendo polish all over it. Um, it's very arcadey, very fun. And I think it's one of the most polished games, one of the most pristine games that's on there. What but, I didn't realize, just looking at this, Mm. There's no Resident Evil 2 on any of these categories whatsoever. No, what were you what were you nominated for though? Everything. No, you wouldn't. Best game. Best leading performance. What culture's best game of the year 2019? Yeah, that is we don't, true. We don't yeah. talk about that. We don't talk about <laughs> the year before or the year before either. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, for me, <laughs> uh, Crash Bandicoot was not a new game. Uh, no, Contr- for me, Control here. Yeah, Control. Yeah. Control feels like, I mean, out of those ones, I think it would be Sekiro for me just because... Um, really? Yes, Ben Roy, Why? yes. Because Sekiro's the, like, Sekiro's the most proficient thing, the amount of, like, the way it's just so perfected, it's so time-tested, you've got a veteran studio and exactly what they're doing and rolling together all the lessons learned from Dark Souls and Bloodborne into the best third-person combat system this generation. Sounds like you just described Control there. Outside of Devil May Cry 5. Uh, right. Josh, what do you think? Control, I, I loved at the time, but that game had an ending that just left it didn't me have feeling an a little bit cold. Yeah, yep. it didn't really have an ending, which nope. was sucked because I was so invested in that world. I thought the combat was excellent. I thought the mythology of the story was really mm. well done. And like the world building was really, um, you know, expertly conveyed. I loved walking around, reading every single bit of extra detail I mm-hmm. could. I loved the madness of that music video towards the end. I loved that it was just Remedy having full creative control and doing something mad. But I don't think it quite came together in the same way Sekiro did for me. Mm-hmm. For me, when it, with Sekiro, had the combat, it had the story, it had the setting, it had everything that just sort of 
coalesced into something more than the sum of its parts. Whereas mm. now I think back in control and I think about the level design, I think about the mechanics, but I don't really think about Jesse the character or no. the the house as it is in the narrative. Considering how much they set up and how immaculate, like you said, that world building is, and they have this Men in Black meets Twin Peaks. Like it's Remedy AF. Like they have everything from Poe to the Fall to returning actor James McCaffrey is the dude that talks to you on either side of the telephone and everything. Uh, I yeah, I loved Control in terms of all that stuff, but I didn't think the story went anywhere. And because they've already announced two DLC packs, it's like okay, well I guess that's going to be the thing that's going to finish it off, yeah. which hampers it in terms of holding it up as best game. Ben Roy's cringing. I, what do you think? I hope I just hit the mic there. It's I fine. hope in the next game they don't do the cliffhanger DLC like they did with Alan Wake because I feel like shooting here shooting here people are hanging too much on that when really for me that game just it's more the you don't really do this but like the story behind it how it's like we made this on the cheap and somehow it mm. sold everyone thought it sold bad but it actually sold pretty well mm -hmm. and I still think about the, the oldest house and everything around it and like how cool that world was and how they made just a tower block, just a you know normal office block. Mm -hmm. So interesting mm -hmm. with like just character in every aspect. Like you go into a room, there's just this room's covered in post-it notes. But why? Let's find out. <laughs> and again, the ashtray maze, or when you go right down to the bottom in the basement, there's a bloody Minds of Moria Easter egg in That's there. That's the stuff that I think they do better than anyone else. And the fridge. The fridge that the God, man the has to keep watching. <laughs> Otherwise, the fridge it, is gonna right. go mad. Everyone goes on about this effing fridge. It's not that good. It's funny. It's fine. Like, it's a 30 it's, second thing. It's like thing. pressing L1 for a whole game isn't that good either. In sick but it is, isn't it? If you build a whole game around that. it. If we're going to contrast and compare, I don't think that, like, Control is such a full package as Sekiro. Like, yeah, one of my own my criticisms of Sekiro was that once you get in good at, like you said, matching L1, you can beat that whole game just tapping L1 yeah. um, and matching that stuff. You do have to upgrade poise at some point, otherwise you'll get overwhelmed by the likes of the giraffe. But like, Or the monkey that throws the big poo at you. Sure. All right, I think this is a bit reductive, right? Yes. Because when it comes to control, all I was doing in the end game was flying around, throwing a rock at someone, then finishing finishing them off with, with no motivation you know whatsoever. I mean? Yeah, it, and I feel like when it comes play to how you hero, want, you can't <laughs> you can't play how you want. You can play one way. There, there are multiple guns. It's like, I mean, if you didn't explore them, that's your own fault. No, really. that's not. That's, <laughs> if you, that's if you not did the not same. Use the powers in the way like you could throw something and pull up a shield. You know, do other things. That's all you can do. That's not the same as the different you abilities. Can do in Sekiro. Is maybe use a sword to morally block something. Is madness. <laughs> but I, I haven't played Disco Elysium. I will say that because mm. that's what that's the one I'm excited yes, for. I, I think that would be. Really we almost good, never will. But but for on. me, it is Sekiro just wins out. Although they're all really great games. I don't know what Untitled Goose Game is doing there over the likes of that. Stranding, which I'm going to talk about. That's their full-on look, um, mainstream audience. We have your banter pick untitled thing. meme. Should we vote on each one and see who wins? Yeah, well, actually, yeah. What would you guys... You said Control, Ben Roy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mine would be Sekiro. Um, mine would be Sekiro as well. Yeah. I think, actually, we should mention Outer Wilds because Outer Wilds is going to get held up a lot because the, the sheer science in that game, the physics of it, the fact that they recreated a whole solar system and everything works physically. They literally worked out mathematically gravitational pull and how that means that... they Even the creators said that when they set the planets on their orbits, they don't know exactly exactly where they're going to go and over time they would destabilize and that's why the game's on a loop and there's so much stuff to hold up in terms of it being an achievement but at the same time I don't think it saves up its plot points and its narrative satisfyingly mm. whatsoever and I think you can waste hours trying to find the point of that game That game and I hate that the, sorry that game has left a mm. footprint in the industry and it's like mm -hmm. it's left a mark on so many people but again like I just don't think I wasn't going to say the right point there I was going to talk about <laughs> the narrative instead but yes I think I think it deserves it 
to be in this sort of crowd, mm -hmm. but for me, it would always be control. Goose Game, I will still totally um, champion Goose Game as a nice, tight stealth game. I thought there was more to that than I thought there was, than there, you know, initially I assumed there would be. I thought there was more of, it was like a Hitman style thing. It was way more causal. It was like, you know, put this here and trigger this and this AI script will lead to this. And there was way more to it than just a meme. But at the same time, it's not the same caliber as the other stuff. And there's more games you could have nominated. Death Stranding could have been amongst this stuff uh, in terms of like an overall package or whatever, even though I personally don't Resident Evil 2 Remake. I or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would say that it's quite a nice spread. You know, what It I is mean? a nice spread. I, I, do, I do like that they've got a, a wide, diverse, varied amount of games. That is the yes. problem with like list every list is like do you go for the spread or do you go for the quality do you think what should win like mm. if, like say a bit of a tangent if mm. you do best games ever do you just fill that top 10 with Mario's and Zelda's like that's always a big problem you, I mean that yeah you could have like a one per franchise rule in that case but yeah. I think I think if you're for me if, if I was Mr. Bafta if I'm you know Barry Bafta if I'm holding these things up <laughs> big then big, big big bad buff then they need to be the best of the best yeah. and Goose Game is not the best of the best um, although I can see the argument down the Pong Tetris route of everything Everything it went for, it nailed. It's not glitchy. It's very well. It performs very well. Its scope is completely executed on, and it was played by millions of people and enjoyed by millions of people. So I can see that argument for it. Um, but I guess the top two, the two that we hold up are Control and Sekiro, and I guess we'll see how it goes. Uh, we should mention as well that Disco Elysium, um, we're all peasants with consoles, so yes. we don't. We haven't played the PC yeah. uh, version of that, but apparently Disco Elysium is phenomenal. We'll talk about Disco Elysium when it's on I am PS4. So looking forward to that Same. game. At some point, it's never going to come to PlayStation. 4. Anyway, let's argue some more performer in a leading role Laura Bailey for Gears 5 Courtney Hope for Control Logan Marshall Green for Telling Lies Gonzalo Martin for Life Life is Life for Strange Life is Strange Barry Sloan in Call of Duty Modern Warfare I laughed at that just because it's Barry Sloan I don't know why and Norman Reedus in Death Stranding I don't think Norman Reedus whatsoever deserves to be in I, I don't know what Norman Reedus would have done to deserve it apart from maybe that last cutscene when he actually that says bit when lines. he moves his arms a lot and but they sort of zoom in a bit Big Bath for, for Big Barry I I'm not sure about that pick for me it's got to be Laura from Gears 5. Oh, I think they're quite bad picks to be honest to be honest I haven't played Telling Lies but I loved um, her story and I loved uh, Alex Sambalo's script work and I yes. assume because uh, this is like a wider conversation like do you think that Logan Marshall Green and a game like Telling Lies which is a, a series of live action clips stitched together does that should that even be counted against digital performances I think it still should count mm. I mean after all it's still like sort of video game but then I quite like that in this space unlike say the Oscars where mm. they don't really recognise motion capture performance they or don't, horror yeah or horror <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't recognize a lot of stuff alongside what's like dubbed as good acting whereas mm -hmm. in this space for the BAFTAs of the video games we can have motion capture performance we can have you know voice actor performance we can have live action mm -hmm. performance and it all falls under the same umbrella mm -hmm. I don't think I think it's a testament to how far the technology has come that I think you can't have them directly compete because mm -hmm. uh, a, a motion capture performance can just be as compelling, if not more so, than mm -hmm. a live action one. If it's directed well, if it's performed well, yeah. the script's tight. Well, the, one of the massive snubs, um, which is, I forget the name of the actor, who's the dude who plays um, Die Hard Man? Is it Tommy L. Uh, Jenkins? Yes. Um, I think it's Tommy L. Jenkins. Tommy he L. Jenkins. Um, has that phenomenal scene in Death Stranding, which, like, for me, is the best scene in the game. It's one of the most compelling pieces of digital acting ever committed to video games, and it's not even in here. And I don't think that... I, I guess they've nominated Reedus because he's you're with him more. Well, looking, the game. looking at... Because Reedus is the lead. I know he's the lead, like, but even in the supporting in, category. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously... Big, Why the hell is Troy Baker? Big, big Troy, chewing up the serum, he obviously deserves it. Mm -hmm. But looking at, well, like... The games that I play, like this list of like 30 odd, mm -hmm. the, the leading 
contenders for actual leads, it seems pretty sparse. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If you're pulling in, like, Laura Bailey from Gears, like, yeah, she was fine. Like, you know, it was fine. Jesse Faden, Courtney Hope as Jesse Faden I wouldn't was put fine. In, no one in Resident Evil would have put uh, Leon would have been the lead. No one in, like, say, Void Bosses doesn't really mm. have that. Devil May Cry, I mean... Maybe. I mean, it's it's a great return for Dante, but it's like it's more Deacon Dante. Saint John, DSJ. Funnily enough, I actually might have had him in this list <laughs> just because I think um, is it Sam Witwer who plays yes. Deacon Saint John, Mr. Force Unleashed he's, himself. Yeah. He's always really good, but he's sadly been in games that are, haven't been as well received as perhaps his mm. talents deserve. If that makes sense, I want to see him in a properly brilliant, well-written, mm. like story-driven title because that guy is so good. I would yeah. give it to Laura Bailey. For this. I think I would, but it's because the rest of it is so fine. I can't, like I said, I can't comment on telling lies. I um, think, sorry, but, I think out of the leads, I think she has the not only the best like performance, but it's like just so emotionally driven at points. And mm. I, for me, I really got into the whole part of where the world's falling apart again. And mm -hmm. I was, I believed in her story and her struggle to find out uh, her origins and what was going forward. Oh, the thing, if you, if, yeah, I mean, in, to mention another snub, I would totally have John DiMaggio's uh, Marcus in Gears 5. Mm. The scene with him and uh, JD, depending on who you save, um, both of those are great, but the one where JD survives and they hug it out, but all broke me as someone who grew up with Marcus, and I love Same. seeing a big macho dude admit that they have feelings. Like, that's one of the most compelling things that you I can think do. definitely uh, supporting him mm. would have been great. Um, and he's, yeah, he's not nominated for supporting. Uh, we haven't really, like, we might get to the supporting category later, but um, there's there's some notable snubs, like Tommy Earl. So what's your vote for uh, God, for me, I don't know because Barry Sloan is like memorable as uh, Soap or whatever the hell he's called, but I, I just they don't stand out. They're not. I'm not. It's not like um, Chris Judge as Kratos. It's not like oh my God, this dude needs to get it. Yeah. Um, I would default Boy. to Laura Bailey, I guess, or maybe Courtney Hope because that character has some arc in Courtney, in yeah. Courtney in control. Yeah. She's yeah. Al she's almost too meta at points. I feel like mm. for me, a, a full on they, again that could work for video game character, but it for doesn't me, like a full on performance laura had the the best yeah for me the, the character writing isn't consistent for um jesse because they have her inner monologue where she's more snarky and she's more like max Payne and more like a remedy character and yeah. then everything that she says when she's sitting down is just more forthright and what do i need to do and it's more cold and that kind of they're trying to do the duality of someone but I, it, for me it doesn't really land it's funny you should mention um die hardman and it's mm. tommy earl yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his real name is john mcclain in the game yes of course it, of course it is yeah tommy earl jenkins why not i i love that scene that we're talking about the breakdown scene towards the, the end like you said out the nose it's one of the Horrendous. most emotional pieces of video game acting I've ever seen. But I don't, I wouldn't say it's a snub just because mm. I think the rest of the performance, while still great, oh, I no, think I really good. Yeah. But I don't think he had the scenes or the writing to really, you know, sustain that level of, mm. um, you know... Maybe watered down by explaining the latter to you. Yeah, he's yeah. essentially the character, Die Hardman, for the most of the game, is this person who welcomes you on missions. His name is more memorable than him. His name is more memorable than him. And I think that scene is an awesome reflection of his, the actor's talents mm -hmm. and what the character could be, but it's it's one five-minute sequence in an 80-hour game. Yeah, I would say, I'm only saying it's a snub in regards to everything, the, the other people they've got, and yeah. then looking at the caliber of the, or the performances for the leads as well. Um, yeah, I mean, if that performance that uh, Tommy Earl drops towards the end of Death Stranding was in a game like The Last of Us or Horizon or God of War, um, we'd all be championing it as the next milestone in, in yeah, motion capture technology. Yeah, if he had his own sort of like, say, few levels where he's contained in there, and that was mm. it, I agree, that would have been perfect. Yeah, if like if, if Death Stranding wasn't so insane, I think they could have landed that stuff. Um, so yeah, who's your shot? I'm going to go with, I think, Courtney Ho 
hope is that we always was as well. Uh, no, no, sorry. Laura. I apologize. Laura Bailey. I'm going with Laura as well. Big Laura. Um, so next category is debut game. I think we've played the vast majority of these. Um, but we've got Ape Out, we've got Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Knights and Bikes, and Manifold Garden. I haven't played Manifold, but I've done the rest. I'm not going to lie, this is a huge um, blind spot for me. I you can still come, any of these. come barreling in with your potential recommendation. I can't. Let me have a think. I think you might be going for a Death Stranding, but that might only be based on what you haven't played. Me and Ben <laughs> Rive, um, we played Ape Out. Why, Josh, let's hear Ape Out is phenomenal in the way that he just, it's, the art design is so simple. Mm. It, it's, the colors and the music blend so well together. I've not played a game like that in so long where the music is so dynamic and mm-hmm. affects what you're doing at each point and really builds up and builds up to the point when you're just smashing guys with a big door so, <laughs> as a big gorilla as big gorilla so that game is uh, is a top down hotline Miami style thing where you play as a, an ape who's literally escaped from a science facility and you just go around mashing dudes into walls um, you can pick one up you can use as a, a shield uh, which will absorb one bullet and you can then throw them at someone else um, but yeah the, the big takeaway from that game is that it dynamically mixes a jazz bass yeah. score underneath so Ooh. all the crescendos like there's a, there's a cymbal crash every time you smash one off a wall um, and when you're moving forward um, the rhythm that he moves in is the door underneath and it, it dynamically puts the score together based on how well you're doing um, I love that there's like some new games are starting to do that No Man's Sky did it and the Final Fantasy 7 remake does it as well um, that would be why I would hold up Ape Out as maybe for me I mean other maybe Katana Zero I adored that game as it's well it's also a perfect Switch game and mm. playing it on the way to Miami uh, not Miami uh, New York last year mm-hmm. me and Adam Nicholas were switching over and trading playing a level after the other nice. and it's, it's a great to pass around as well it's just great to either just play for long stints mm-hmm. or just just the jazz to it. Just just jazz. It's got a great <laughs> more jazz. <laughs> it's got a great personality to it. But for um, me, this category. It's gonna be Death Stranding yeah. for you guys, isn't it? Yeah. Both it has of you? To, yeah. Like I haven't played many of the other games in mm-hmm. this category, but but I think even if I had, it would be Death Stranding because that's one of my favorite games ever. I just I, I love it so put, so much. These children are poisoned. Can I just say when I went for the Platinum, it was playing like a brand new game. He's put two games into that game. He could have just done all the story stuff. Because if you wrote a story that even more. Um <laughs> you might be confused there, sorry. No. But then also going back and just the technical going, I, I want to get on the old car network, get my truck and drive along sort of thing or use zip lines <laughs> or help give the elder 74 things or get Sam Lake to finally give me that star. Mm-hmm. They're just, there's so much in Death Stranding and I feel like it gets shunned by some people for certain reasons. The story. For the kajimaness of it. But yes. overall, I think the story is phenomenal as well. And I love a lot of it. it yeah, I just, uh, man, like, it just left such an impression on me in a, in a way that most games don't. Everything from the mechanics to the characters to the story mm. to the world to the way it was shot. Like, the camera work in that game is something I can't stop thinking about. The way Kojima actually directs action scenes is so intense. Mm, Even that's playing true. that game, I was moving the camera to make my own sort of panoramic shots when I was going around. Yeah, yeah. I will say that I adored Death Stranding until the end. For me, the ending was such an insult, but I, I love the rest That of last it. hour and a half cutscene... I had so much of a stress headache. Everything was building up to it, <laughs> getting back to where you need to go. It's just like, I just need to do this. I just need to say It's the mountain bit. It, yeah. That's when it starts to fall apart for me. And then they don't have the answers at the end. And it, whatever, we, we did a whole separate podcast. Yeah, so you yeah. can go back and try it and find that. I love it when games invade your life. And that's mm. what this did. I haven't played it since the first week and a half binge where I just- Every day though. On it. Every single day, eight hour shifts. And I was at work during for eight hours a day as well. So that was really <laughs> yeah. hard to do. But I haven't played it since then. But it's a game that I keep thinking about. And I was, I was 
was on the train back from Scotland yesterday, and I was looking out at the uh, like the lush green mountains, thinking thought, you could climb them. And I thought I could climb them <laughs> if I was in Death Strand. I'd love to climb them. I'd love to put a little um, ladder down and play some markers, drop yeah. a rope over the side. Hours and four exactly. days, and it's also a great podcast game as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, well the thing is, like, well, I think yeah, some of the best pieces of art are the ones that get people talking. And Death Stranding, no one has the same opinion on Death Stranding. It's always a different reason why you liked it or didn't like it. And no one's wrong, yeah. No, other than what was he? But um, in terms of a debut game, it's two points for Death Stranding. I think I'll hold up Katana Zero. Um, I did that on Games of the Year so far last year. I think we did a video on it. Um, Katana Zero is just, and again, a Hotline Miami style thing. If you made it a side on um, gameplay wise, and it's just like a hack and slasher, but you're running through, it's one hit kill, uh, or you can get killed in one hit. But the story is the thing that carries it through. Those games don't tend to have beat for beat engaging stories, but um, it's all about this guy going through therapy and realizing that actually his therapist is kind of betraying him, um, and it's all to do with different drugs and psycholo- um, like psychological effects and psychotropic stuff um, and he's kind of figuring out like what actually why is he taking these drugs what's going on and uh, I uh, that game it ends on a cliffhanger because apparently the creator is going to do one or two more installments um, but Katana Zero as just a perfect mesh of like hotline pace and story was immaculate we, we get into this another time but I want to ask mm. how that cliffhanger is better than maybe the control one but let's move on well, it, 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 it's it's way more fully there. formed. It doesn't just stop and fade to black. That would be the <laughs> that would be the reason why. Um, but yeah, actually, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say Katana Zero for my debut game. Um, so next up is technical achievement. Uh, we got A Plague Tale, Innocence, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Control, Death Stranding, Metro Exodus, and Sekiro. This is a weird one. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. 
Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Yeah, because I'm a assuming bunch of like different sides of the technical. Mm. Also, why the F is DMC five, Devil May Cry five, not on anything? It wasn't anything at the video game awards, and it's not on anything here. It's was re- Capcom was snubbed. Nothing yeah, they, 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 but they literally are like DMC five. That engine, I'm sure they used the RE engine. Um, yes, you know, did, yeah. to perfect effect. One of the best looking games on of the generation. The combat is liquid butter. It's sixty FPS. It's absolutely just gorgeous. It's the best best one of that whole franchise, and no one seems to care other than Devil May Cry fans. No. No, it's Why not? Uh, so strange, man. Like like Ben Roy said, Capcom in general has been snowed, but DMC5 yeah. in particular. I didn't even have high hopes for that game. I played the entirety of the other four games in, in a row up to it, and I thought I would be DMC'd out, and by the time I got to it, I was just thinking, this is the best one. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. It is so well done. It was so solid. It was so polished and good. Mm-hmm. And I loved Metro Exodus, right? Mm-hmm. But in a in a category called technical achievement, what does it do? Was I do want to know what's the difference bits. there. Yeah, yeah, like for me, uh, Metro Exodus is is a lush open world. It's it's really well put mm-hmm. together. But when in terms of polish and bugs and stuff, it was in parts falling apart. The seems when yeah. I played it. Well, I mean, I, w- I would like it if when they nominated this stuff, and maybe they'll do this at the, on the event or something. Have in brackets what they're nominating it for. I don't care if you name game engines. I don't care if it gets more technical and nerdy. Let us know what the hell you were thinking. <laughs> dropping that in. Um, um, and we I'm, all know, obviously, here that Plague Tale is the rats. That's why they. Someone went. Someone. Guess, someone, yeah. did, someone went this rat tech. Look at this rat. Look at these rats. Yeah, there's a lot of rats. Good rats. Good rats. Oh, it was good rat tech, though. No, it no, is the, really good rat the tech. The rat tech is the best thing in that game in terms of the, the technical stuff. But even then, if you really stop and look at where they end, you can tell the exact zone they're allowed to go into. They are, Yeah, it's weird. Like, I kind of spoil it, not really. But when mm. you get to the point where you can sort of control the rats, that comes so late in the game mm-hmm. after, like, really, like, early 2000s rudimentary stealth sections. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's weird. Yeah. They, they should have short half that game length and give you more rat time, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think it's good to see it in there because it, ostensibly it is sort of a double A game, you know, you know like yeah. smaller budget than the rest. And it still looks gorgeous. I will always remember the time when you're walking through the pit of dead bodies and there's like kind of fires in the distance and it's After so atmospheric. Mm. Yeah. yeah, the battlefield. It's so atmospheric and so good. Mm-hmm. And for me, the images that A Plague Tale left were much more resonant and much more impactful than the actual story beats because yes. I, I I was slightly disappointed with that but I thought the way it looked and the atmosphere that was created was so so good so I'd be potentially inclined to give my shout to this mm. although I have to of course say Death Stranding again just because <laughs> of the multiplayer elements because I okay. think that is really well done and yeah me, that's, that's a good point the big distinguisher and the real technical achievement there the mm. fact that you are encouraged to cooperate with other people that you don't even know and the fact that it doesn't give you the option to grief anyone and you have to work <laughs> in tandem with them mm. is that the thing you were going to say I going back to that uh, months later, mm. things were now starting to deteriorate. So oh. it's almost like, and it was I was still saying hello, and people were still like hear a shot of me. Right. So I would get a hello back, but the it felt more. Um, it's weird, like more empty, and like things were deteriorating. So I had to make sure I was repairing things at the mm. same time, and that sort of whole multiplayer aspect where 
so I just get a note saying, oh, so-and-so's already repaired this thing. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and even building more roads in that point, building the roads all the way to Mountain Knot mm. City and having people contribute this stuff, it really just... Just the the feeling of working together with people in this is just so cool like rather thing, than just shooting someone. Yeah, and I think that should have been front and center of the game's marketing because for me, that's that's the thing that Death Stranding knocks out the park is that feeling of everybody working together, the world coming together um, and, you know, like being that sort of person who donates to a charity or something. You don't know where your money's going to go necessarily, but you know that you're doing something good and that feels good and making a gamifying that yeah. feeling. Um, and I love that. And the thing that I think that they hide is they don't let you know, matchmaking-wise, what bucket of players you're in. I just love that. I think that they, yeah. they pepper it all together so that at all times you're always with someone who is in a similar state of the game as you. Um, and so you see the world get populated, get constructed over time as you're doing it the same and way. Coming across something that you've built and it's got 10,000 likes. And wow, this, Everyone's been this through bridge here. I used really helped people. This one zip line, mm, yeah. people have used this a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it must have been such a hard thing to balance as well because obviously when you're first making your way through the game, you, you have, haven't connected everywhere to the chiral network. You have nothing because mm. you haven't activated the online system. And then the way it just sort of, it just eases you into those kind of um, like mechanics and those systems and the way it eases you into the online integration, how that becomes more prevalent, the better you get at being a, a porter and a delivery driver. You're trailblazing for everyone else. So when yeah. on the way back that you can build these things for people and they'll be fine. That's the thing. I mean, like, yeah, it's not um, plot spoilers, but there's one bit in that game where you do need to traverse a massive distance. And if you've been playing the game, quote unquote, in terms of building stuff out, you'll already know which route you're going to take, your custom route that you've built uh, based on zip wires or laying roads down yeah. or whatever and that part of the game is the payoff and you realize how far you've come um, I think maybe all three of us for this would say Death Stranding because yes. I, I would as a technical achievement because I've yeah. never seen multiplayer quote unquote multiplayer done that way shout out to the efforts of a Plague Tale but for me Death mm. Stranding yeah, yeah I, I think I, um, I love the way that control in the um, the ashtray maze yeah. I love the thing that they do that respawn do so much where they re-render a level behind you without you even realizing and then yes. you turn around and you're already somewhere else and um, they did it in Titanfall 2 and then did it in Jedi Fallen Order um, and control does that when you're in the maze and um, when you're turning around and different stuff's popping up without you even realizing that's a great trick I must say I do love the idea and the execution of the oldest house in general yes like you've got all of these flaws that nothing is ever how it seems and the fact that it changes on the fly mm -hmm. without you even realizing it then you're like oh my god I'm in a different <laughs> space the way it, it, the way it messes around with like time and space I do think is great I think it's a really good category all yes. things we should have um, I can add on as well there's a separate category for audio achievements or before when we were talking about ape out and stuff like that because um, in the audio achievement category just quickly there is Call of Duty Control, Death Stranding, Jedi Fallen Order, and Goose Game again. Excellent. So I don't know if you guys would change what you'd hold up as an audio achievement. For me, Ape Out stands out. I as think that. Ape Out here, or maybe Control. Yeah, I mean, Control's the ashtray, the big, when they finally, Poets of the Fall, one of my favorite bands, I literally have a tattoo, and when they bring them back really? in, oh yeah, yeah, it's on my left arm, it's there, no, it's not, it's there, and <laughs> that's on my left arm, the, um, <laughs> good luck to you on the listener side, figuring out what I just showed Ben Roy, <laughs> but the, um, yeah, when Poets of the Fall's bit, when they come in, and they wrote a new song just for the game, because they're friends with the Remedy people, every one of Remedy's games has a Poets of the Fall song in, um, and that bit, when you finally, you have all the powers, like Jesse's fully formed, and you're going to go after this final sort of revelation, and their song comes comes in underneath the lyrics quite cheesy but that's kind of what they're going for um then it's this big wish fulfillment thing i love the use of that song but in terms of audio achievement it's just baked into ape out way more than ape something else is the audio, anything else ape out is the audio achievement and yes like stranding like going through so the areas of the bts mm -hmm. like some of the effects that boom <laughs> the, the chill the chill that you sort of get through and Hear, just hearing BB just sort of like start to simmer and like mm. holding your breath and all these sort of other cues that really bring that mm -hmm. and make that turn that game to a horror game for a, a while. Mm -hmm. 
but I don't think any of these here stand up to Ape Out. No, I mean, in terms, like I said, in terms of the way the music's baked I mean, into Star the game, Wars, it does. Star Wars is just Star Wars, and I know it's nothing different from no. other Star Wars properties, so I don't know why that's kind of that. Well, no. it's fair, because I don't know whether it would be my shout, but I would go genuinely, I think, Call of Duty, right? Ooh. Because war games, uh, we've, there's been so many of them that we kind of take them for granted, so right. when they do things, when they like mix the sound together in, in such a way, it's almost like just white noise, because I've heard perfect, it so yeah. many times. But when I first played Call of Duty Modern Warfare, that's the first thing that took me by surprise, and it wasn't just the massive footsteps mm. that alerted everyone to where you are. It was the way everything was mixed, the way everything was um, just delivered. I don't even play with headphones on, but I f- it felt immersive in a way that Call of Duty never had it's before. Um, yeah. But the, I say sometimes, not a problem with big games, but it's how you get in GTA as well. Mm. You hear the stock noise, like, oh, that's door seven sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> does, it, does it feel fresh in this sort of thing? Like, grenade sounds and shooting the guns definitely for the longest mm. time I always thought Call of Duty sounds paled especially in, in comparison to Battlefield which for me mm. was always the uh, the cream of the crop and every time I would go back to Call of Duty the gunplay was awesome but the soundscape felt strangely muted and like you said Ben Ryan, like, like they were using stock sounds for a lot of it obviously they weren't but in a lot of ways it felt like they were whereas mm. here with the new engine Probably you can imagine that they've doubled down on the audio side of things, and they made it better than ever. I remember I in the it. in the beta when they first put out the two v two mode, and it was like because that, that gave you a variety of weapons, so you knew every time. Even when you aim with it, you hear everything like click into place, and it's like everything has weight and heft to it. Um, and it reminded me of when um, was a Criterion did uh, Black the game um, in like yes. two thousand three or something, and it was like yeah. oh we're gonna you know like prioritize guns, make gu- you're gonna want to fire these guns. Um, and I think Modern Warfare brought that back in like a really good sort of tactile way. Um, yeah, there's an overall music category, um, but we haven't uh, played that much of well, I mean, whatever. It's Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, Outer Wilds, Link's Awakening, and Watam. And I think between us, we haven't played all of them. So I guess I would hold up like Control. I guess I would but, either go for Control, Death Stranding, and music. Yeah, but Death Stranding for me is just a, it's a low roll album. I'm, I'm not sure on Secure here, but there wasn't yes, really any. Just admit it. There wasn't any memorable songs like from Bloodborne. There was the, the one where you fight the Blood Star Beast, and that music <laughs> when it would always come on would. Send chills through me and terrify me. Yeah, Sakira's not on this thing. It's in like everything it's else. It's, it's in game music. design overall. In there, there's like it's oh, not. I'm the wrong part <laughs> it's not nominated for music, but uh, not to worry. The um, there's other thing though. Multiplayer. I think um, Apex Legends, Borderlands Three, Call of Duty again, Luigi's Mansion Three, TikTok, A Tale for Two, and Tom Clancy's The Division Two. And I forgot The Division Two even happened to be honest. <laughs> but whatever. Same with Borderlands Three. I'd All have right. to go Call of Duty again. Yeah, Call. I, I I love that way more than I expected to. I was cautiously optimistic mm. as I. Am every single year for Call of Duty, <laughs> but this time I really thought they delivered, and I feel like I might be in the minority for that because I remember being on the Reddit at the time when it right. came out, and everyone was hating this new style of player, mm. which I think is that's fair. just every year, though. Yeah, it is every year, but I just I love the changes they made. I love the new game modes. I love the gunfight mode. I love the ground war mode. Mm. I loved. I I really enjoyed the um the maps that they keep adding. The the season approach, battle pass approach mm. to me, you know, it's not perfect because it's still trying to get your money out of you as much as possible, but it's much <laughs> better than the the divisive loot box system of Black Ops Mm -hmm. 3 and 4. And I think, I don't know, it's the only time in recent years where Call of Duty has come out and I've wanted to play it after the first couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I jump back in it now months after launch, which is not something I've done since 
Black Ops 2? Yeah, this is the first ago. one that's grabbed me in, in years. Like, I mean, like, yeah, I've had quite a big chunk of Black Ops 4, but this is like proper COD. This doesn't feel like some weird like sci-fi spin-off. Um, I'm going to um, quickly shout out Lu- Luigi's Mansion 3. I think that might win it because the way that they do, uh, you can split Luigi. Gooigi. Yeah, Gooigi. You can, he literally poops him out and then he, yeah. he plays Gooigi. Um, so you have that sort of sense of dynamic co-op and you're always, there's like, different puzzles that you need to approach together and different mechanisms and things that you need to coordinate together to get through as a pure multiplayer experience that's, well, I'm not saying necessarily feels original, but the setup, it's like you can play it single player or, or multiplayer. Uh, I think that might end up just winning it because you've, you've kind of got Division 2 is very stock and Call of Duty is more Call of Duty and Apex yeah. is a first person battle royale. So I don't know. As more of an observer on this category, mm. I actively tried to stop playing Division 2 and it finally happened. Right. And Apex me was just another battle royale that I just didn't need because PUBG <laughs> is there and PUBG Apex is, is great. But... but I think... I think that's going to win the BAFTA, but I think what should is Luigi's Mansion. Just an so. observer. Yeah, the Division 2 being there for me is madness yes. because <laughs> both the Division 1 and the Division 2 I played solo, which is not how you should play I know, I games, do that as well. It's... I. I, I just don't want to play it in co-op, and I don't feel like... I've played Division 2 for probably too many hours, one for too many hours. This one, I couldn't wait to be done with it. Right. I, but it's just, they're just, it's stock third-person cover shooter, the game. like they and, and this isn't meant to rag on Division too much. They do it very well, but I, I think if they're going to, if you're going to hold it up and be like, this is the bastion of a certain uh, you know genre or a certain category and it's going to give it an award, it needs to have something else to it. Um, and for me, it would be something like Luigi's Mansion. Um, we should touch on Game Beyond Entertainment uh, as one of our closing ones. We have other stuff like Family evolving game and you British look at narrative game. a sake narrative duh, 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 duh. narrative is control disco elysium life is strange 2 specifies episodes 2 to 5 the others don't matter outer wilds star wars jedi fallen order and outer Worlds. fallen order being on there and not death Shannon is a crime i would disagree because at least jedi what? fallen order is a story so interesting i like three arcs to my stories and <laughs> i like satisfaction so um so... we're going for control there let's move on <laughs> <laughs> what would you josh what would your narrative one be well i feel like i don't think i can really comment on this because mm. I feel like the two leading forerunners for front runners front runners that's like forward that's halo yeah i know the front runners of this category seem to be disco elysium and life is strange mm. and sadly i have not played either properly okay so i don't want it i'm one of those narrative first people like before than gameplay like i, I prefer a good narrative than mm. like the perfect loop but for me like just looking at that i don't understand why death strand isn't there yeah I, I think yeah to be honest it should be in amongst the rest of that stuff i can't speak for those episodes of life is strange uh out of no. wilds though like I don't know. I have such a back and forth relationship with Outer Wilds because you do need to stumble into Worlds. that game. No, 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 Wilds. Well, Wilds is on there too, but Wilds oh, is the one they're that... they're both there? Yeah. Wilds is the one that's more like... Sorry, over the, sorry, everyone. It's all right. Wilds is the one that's more over the top and more like a science project. And I think if you do it, like, it's that difference between narrative and storytelling. And, you know, it is a, a world that's built for you to sort of drop into. But if you don't drop in the right place, you'll just miss everything. The problem with Fallen Order story is mm. that it slips into canon, just like, oh, never Jedi. And also the person you're fighting, the antagonist, I think that's the right word, I'm rushing over it. Yeah. She, her story is vastly more oh yeah way better than Kyle. then Kyle's just like you know Kyle Katan boring <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not too wrong the um the final thing which we mentioned before we came in that we would talk about is the game beyond entertainment now we haven't played all these but we'll see how we go uh civilization six death stranding kind words lo-fi chill beats to write to <laughs> i love that game's premise um life is strange 2 again episodes 2 to 5 they don't seem to like the first one neocab and ring fit adventure i'm interested in this because this is the 
I'm fascinated by the category because I'm mm. not entirely sure what it means. Well, I think beyond video game awards have a game for change where they sort of they tackle more like relevant social issues or things that like it like it says kind of extend beyond the idea that a game is just a throwaway piece of entertainment. So I haven't had Civ Six Gathering Storm. I can't speak for Kind Words um, is a lush little game where you literally log in and you write a message and you send it off into the ether and someone else will. It's kind of like that's and it's not been taken advantage of yet either. It's, no, they have pretty good mod tools pretty on it. Fresh, yeah. mm-hmm. And like yeah, lo-fi music plays in the background and you literally you know you send off like your question or your thoughts or whatever out into the ether and someone else will reply at some point and you just do that you can also uh, you click on stuff to grab like paper um, airplanes out the sky and you can just help someone else and so it's, it's just that it's just a big old swirling sort of conversation um, that I think I love the idea of that and I think that that stuff works really well it almost feels like the category that's trying to bring people together apart from the civilization where you're literally trying to take over mm-hmm. a civilization but <laughs> yeah it's, it's a weird one I don't know why they specify uh, the two episodes, those episodes like that for. I guess, well, that's where all, that's where all the S hits the fan. Do you think, yeah. did, did episode one not come out the year before it was eligible for this? Oh, perhaps? it could be, Maybe. yeah. Plus they offer that one for free, so I, I don't know if there's like a difference in how they want to categorize it. Uh, Neo Cab is a brilliant breakdown of uh, being replaced by technology. It literally focuses on an Uber driver style person that works for this company called Neo Cab, um, and it's in a cyberpunk future where um, it's literally all those conversations about the efficiency of a human versus technology um, and that idea of being replaced. I, I love its dissection of capitalism and uh, you know corporate thinking. Um, for me, the winner of this is Ring Fit by a landslide because Nintendo have finally actually nailed the idea of gamifying fitness. You bloody love that I thing. adore the Ring Fit. It's, it, honestly, man, it's so good because no one believes it. Everyone went through the Wii Fit balance board and uh, all these different sort of like half-baked approaches to be like, you know, calorie trackers and all these different things that they've done over the years. Ring Fit is the one where they've actually nailed it. And I know that the ring itself is just a Pilates ring, but the fact that it has all these different sensors in it, it can monitor your heart rate. Um, you know, you put your height and weight into it and it, it gives you little daily challenges. The story's like, well, not a story, but you go through different levels. You have characters that talk to you. You can do quests. Um, you know, you need to work out in different ways and do different stretches to open treasure chests. It's just, they've nailed it and it gives you a reason to, you know, you customize. Your move set is your array of exercises. So you can customize that based on what attacks you want to do. Some of them are group attacks. If you do like a turning circle thing, you'll attack three people. Um, if you like, clen- you know, you do a big uh, attention-based thing where you're squeezing your arms together, that'll be a solo attack. It's just, they've just nailed it. It's a good RPG that happens to be an exercise game. I'm going to give it to Ring Fit. Not because yes. I have much um, personal sort of um, experience with it, but because everyone I've talked to who has used the Ring Fit has... Is fit as F, is mate. Is fit as F now, and also has nothing bad to say with it, to say about it. They've no. all said the exact same thing as you've just done there, about how it's the perfect integration between something that actually, you know, helps mm. improve your livelihood and also is a pretty damn good game. And also, the, like, being the, on the, the Switch, you know, you just take the switch to a different room. You can just set it up using the kickstand and just work out there. You don't need to do it on the TV. I just, it's a great application. It fits the console. Like I said, it's an RPG first and an exercise game second, which is the, they've always got those the wrong way around. Um, and so for me, it would be ring fit. Ben Ray, what do you think? As someone on my Death Stranding island, <laughs> I would say the emotional impact that game had on me and everything like that, me wanting to help people, mm-hmm. I'd probably go for that. But because this game is also being overwhelmingly ordered by people in China because they're not allowed to leave their homes at the moment. 
I'm going to go for ring fit because it's actually supporting. <laughs> like it's actually saving people, a nation. Saving people and giving them something to work out and keep fit yeah. while things are happening. So yeah. Yeah, I would 100% recommend ring fit if you've ever been curious on like, you know, can, yeah, can it work? Because I remember when there was that app about being chased by zombies and it was like the one fitness app that took off um, because you, you put the headphones in and you're yeah. being chased by zombies. Uh, it feels like that level thing that it, it just works. And I think that, yeah, in terms of stretching beyond video games, it has a positive uh, impact, but everybody else can come across onto social media and let us know what you think also there's the hashtag WCGP where you can leave all sorts of different questions and ting for us to get to in the future but for now this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast I've been your host Scott Hilford joined by Ben Roy Turner goodbye I'm Josh Brown goodbye I'll catch you next time bye, bye. get on the Carol Network no come on join it no Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.